Yeah. All right, and we're live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome so to there's no need to welcome to the the, the slobs last. There's no need to rewind. We just <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Let's rewind. Rewind the tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Today's topic is play. Play. Play in adults. Playing play with yourself. Children. Playing with toys. Playing. Playing with yourself with toys. Playing with games. Putting toys up your butt. Playing in with your each mouth? other, playing with yourself, playing. as mentioned. Yes. Playing with others. And this is not about sex or sexual things at all. Um, not about masturbation. We're actually just talking about the cold, hard science of play. Uh, playing with your dick. Playing. <laughs> if you have a child named Dick... Mm-hmm. And you're trying to. Oh, it's a, it's an abbreviation for Richard. Yeah, if you have a yeah. child named Richard. You could also call him Dickard. Dickard. Um, which you don't ever hear that often. You can call him Ricky. Ricky. Ricardo. Retardo. Retardo. Richardo. Oh, that's a. Richie Rich. <laughs> Retardo. Ricardo. Rinchel Stilpskin. Rinchel Stilpskin. Well, that sounds like a. Rundles Frundles. And, um, Those are Swiss people. Ricky Retardo. My dad, his name is Rich, and uh, his dad was Rich as well, uh, named Rich, uh, but he went by Dick. My dad didn't follow a suit, and he went by Rich instead of Dick. And um, I think he's a real dick for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a dick move. <laughs> what? How and then he went and forgot to name his firstborn Rich. Uh, huge failure on his part. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be in in the obituary one day. It's like known for not naming his firstborn after his father. His father. Then there because good- we still live <laughs> in <laughs> in the ancient times. What? Uh, how old is your father? Um, I think he's sixty-four. Okay, so our fathers are who are in heaven. Yeah, hallowed be thy name. Our father. <laughs> That's a good one to know in case there's a crisis. In case you're in a pinch and people are trying to hang you You because you're not Christian. You need to know the Lord's Prayer. You whip out that Our Father, and they'll still hang you, but it'll be be a respectable (laughs) hanging. Man, think about that. People killing and executing other people and then... Say, just be do be honorable about this, okay? Be, like, stop just, squirming yeah, so much. Like, just like destroyed, ravaged their family, burned <laughs> their house down. Well, or their house got burned down. We're and, trying to get this over with too. You know, yeah. we got <laughs> yeah. we got quotas to reach yeah. and hit. You know, there's a new shipment coming in of mm-hmm. sugar, and you know, there's not going to be any pies baked so we, if you're going to stand here and not die yeah. <laughs> for 30 minutes rather than five. It's really an inconvenience to the rest of society, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Okay, so my dad is almost 70. Okay. We're about to be 70, so our fathers are near an age. Yeah, they're pretty close. And they're, I would say they're both boomers. Boomers, yeah. Roughly speaking. And I believe... That see, my dad was always gone when I was a kid. He was always working, not mm-hmm. like gone like like black people's kids, like black black people's fathers, like 
my he was around and he cared about me. He was just working hard. He's just always working. Yeah, that's the white dad gone. That's the white dad gone. Yeah. It looks the same. It sounds the same, but it's completely different. Right? So he was gone all the time. He was working. So my mother raised us. However, I feel like a lot of times you hear that. It's like a general thing. Oh, yeah, mom raised us, mom. You know, because I think the reason kids say that or individuals say that, especially when they're older, is they remember the the care and the loving part. Or, like, they remember the discipline and the lickings, but they'd rather remember, like, oh, yeah, mom, you know, she picked me up and did this. So, but my mom did. And my dad, I can remember, let's say, five times that my dad like kicked a soccer ball or like you know played like you know maybe Mm. bounced a basketball or something with me played a little yeah and i don't think but he wasn't doing that a lot he's also the classic get home do what he's got to do and i don't know i mean i think he drank spears i remember he used to drink beer he didn't like wail on anybody or hit anybody maybe if he so he wasn't a player so yeah he, he he was more of a these are the things that gotta get done mm-hmm. yeah i think it's very common in adulthood um play kind of dies down as you get older um in our kind of modernized society but i remember reading a book i read a book on play by uh, dr Stuart brown and then he kind of goes over sort of medieval times and like he goes over the courtyard scene and apparently all ages would be playing like kids type games. Adults would be playing kids type games. Now, I know most people were pretty inebriated 24 seven in those medieval times because they drank alcohol instead of water. Yes. But um, it's interesting. I wonder if the consumption of coffee over alcohol has kind of veered us more towards um, being a little more serious and less playful. Yeah, the rise of modern society too. Because I feel like my father had a shitty childhood, generally speaking, like just shitty like everyone. And then he got in a lot of trouble, yada yada, did all this stuff, got out, found a decent woman, a good woman, and then then he met my the mom. only woman that really would you know go with him. Yeah, then he met my mom. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> so he found a good woman, and <laughs> then they had my mom kids. was the feisty one that ruined that relationship. <laughs> she was <laughs> he she, cheated on, he cheated on the good woman with my mother and had me and uh, well. Sometimes it's cool to think of yourself as like a, a hooker's child. Kind of is. It's I like, so. I was really unlikely, but here I am. So I think that when you get, when he gets older, right? He gets older and mm. then has a wife and then they have a kid. Even if it's you're the firstborn or the secondborn, it's okay, well, now we have to raise it and they love you. Even if they are bad parents. I didn't give a shit. Like, I do believe a shitty father would look. There's a natural connection biologically. Mm. And even spiritually and emotionally, like, they're going to they love that child, even if they actually don't do anything and they just abandon it. They did love that child, at least for that moment. Right. 
And I think that they get busy and I think they get serious and it's like life bills, car, right. alternator. Uh, we got, we, we lived in a rent house, so we had to, we had to rent, you know, dad was working part-time at McDonald's. Mom was also cleaning houses and we were homeschooled and it's like, so I remember him taking us fishing. I remember um, talking about like history and books and we went to church and played with them. And but we were homeschooled, so that's another thing we spent most of our time. Then dad comes home from work, you eat, and then he says hi, and you do this. I used to help take my dad's boots off, and sometimes put them on, and that was like a, that was like a like a thing. I was like, oh, I get that's so much fun. He had like these, they're like ten inch or nine, twelve inch hot shot boots, and they come like all the way almost up to your knee, right? And you just like. You just wrap them. They kind of look like something like the. You just gotta lace them up, and not through the holes, but on the little like metal rings. Yeah. But those are the things that I remember. I don't yeah. remember him like playing with. I think he would play with us when we had Legos sometimes. Yeah. But if you think about that, that type of play. So the interaction was between me and my brother, and then my sister right. when she had to come along, and then ruin everything. Uh, I'm just playing. If she ever heard that, you're just playing. She, oh. <laughs> she would, she would not like that. We used to play dress up with my my cousin. Uh, my auntie was in the Houston Ballet. She was like the director, the head seamstress, the director of costume for the Houston Ballet. Mm. So we would always have like we dress up, you know, we'd act out stuff we saw in movies. So I remember that kind of playing, and that's important. I was, however, the reason I am. Like, I'm a part-time pervert, halfway perverse, <laughs> is because there was a, we were allowed to play, but there was a certain degree that was also, like, what is it called? Uh, prohibited. Restricted. Yeah, restricted. And right. so it's like things. Oh, my gosh. They're kissing on that show or in public for more than two seconds. Avert. Turn it off. Your gaze. Turn it off. And, and those things. And so that's why, like... That's why I'm a hound dog, too. One, because it's the only way to fly. Two, because that stuff well, yeah. was restricted. And I'm reading Jordan Peterson and talking to people like you. They talk about even in that, because it's not, like you said, it's not necessarily sexual, but all the things connect. And so that play with genders, right. other, that play with different people, that play in different aspects, it's all going to affect you later. That's very interesting. Um, there's so much I wanted to say mm. in that but i think the last thing it's like the gender play thing where we talk about like in the bible where adam and eve were naked before they became aware yeah and got the god smarts <laughs> after eating that good apple <laughs> and then they were like oh fuck we're naked yeah. and they put clothes on but being having clothes on is is such a part of the attraction be because it's this unknown, unknown. and it, and, and the, there's a natural proclivity for us to want to explore the unknown and that's that's like play and that is what play essentially is it's exploring the unknown in a safe sort of environment um and there's so many different forms of it well you're talking about your dad and Maybe he didn't play with you guys in the, in the normal sense, but he maybe had play in his life outside of you guys. Like fixing cars is sometimes considered play. Yeah. Or um, what did he, he was like a firefighter mm -hmm. at one point, you know. Yeah. 
um, potentially considered play, maybe not really, but um, no, it's really interesting. Um, and I and I do feel like you, you hit it accurately when you have a restriction of play as a child that's going to come out as an adult um, in healthy or unhealthy ways, hopefully healthy ways. Um, I think it just shapes us all very uniquely. Absolutely. But I think also the things you do, and like, because I did a lot of music as a kid, I was involved in a lot of music things, and now I'm just like, that's the only thing I want to do when I think about play, or one of the main things. Music. I hope I hope that's picked up in the recording. Yeah, there's people. There's people, people playing. Uh, oh, I, I thought they were getting assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. No, please no. I love this. <laughs> they're they're role playing. That's another type of play we can go into depth about. Play, yeah, yeah. Haley yeah. told me one time uh, that the that if you ask my father, he would tell you that like he would feel like he succeeded as a father because he had a couple things to offer. If he had some time and he gave it, because he was like, I taught my boys how to just be a work ethic and hard. And I was like, no, you didn't. But that's what he's, <laughs> that's what he said he gave us. And then he would like teach us like, you know, some rules and principles and be like, you see this and you got to do this and always look out for your brother and sister. You know, these like kind of classic American things. But he would say he succeeded, and I'm not saying he didn't. However, it's interesting is I think we do that as human beings. We'll, like, compartmentalize and categorize things. We're like, well, I did this. I know I faltered on all this other stuff or didn't do so well. And so you have some things like, but I did do this, and that's good enough. That's a good enough justification for that my for my past behaviors and then for my right. behaviors now. Uh, and... It is justification, but it's also not because that's that's something that our society bred. I think with with the lack of play, or at least how we've got, gone into play, it's like, well, you know, you pay your bills on time. Yeah, all right, good. You're great. You're great. You must You're be having neighbor. a good life. Yeah, great community right. member. But right. people well, don't play. You hear this? I remember yeah. in school. Man, stop! You play too much, because play gets associated with this immaturity, being mischievous. Yeah, but that's all, but that's I think that's like such an important thing, being mischievous. I think because I when I was younger, I, I was less playful than I am now. I was like a very serious kid. I had like health problems too, but I was very serious. And I'd like I'd look at the mischievous kids and be like, "We stop fucking everything up, like fucking shit. I'm so stressed right now." But I think it's just because I was stressed out. But now I'm older and I'm like, I'm the mischievous one because I'm like, people need to loosen their buttholes up a little yeah. bit, you know, especially because they're constipated and they need to release the anal sphincter. <laughs> you eat some dragon fruit. Yeah, and some... displace that colon. But displace? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Displace? <laughs> but, um, um, you play more now. I think, I yeah, I play more now and I think it's, it's important because, well, we were talking about this in the car earlier today when when you don't play you just kind of live your life off of the the standard ideals of 
that which society deems yeah, good or yeah. successful. So you were, you were like, well, yeah, there's a big house and a nice car and, you know, plenty of food and a, and a retirement plan. And uh, that's all great. And I do want those things. But at the expense of living my life to a very adventurous degree and having experiences that no one else has had before, um, it's not really like there's already millions of people who've had that experience mm-hmm. get that retirement and also they don't always seem like they're happy no um and i think that's where play comes in because play is where you experiment in your mind and then you'll end up taking different directions as a result of the play or you just live your life as a as if you're playing and then the play is incorporated into many moments if not every moment oh you still have to be serious about some things you still have to like when it's time when the fire is coming you still have to fucking go boogie down grab your grab your yeah. loved ones and run yeah or but if, for the most part that the fire only lasts half a day to a few yeah. hours or you know if they and owe then, you 20 dollars you leave them in the fire yeah <laughs> exactly but like the fire only lasts that long, but we kind of make the fire last longer because we say we are, we got to be serious now, and there's no time for play anymore. When um, you know, we, right after the fire, you and I were like joking, joke, making jokes, right? Like, we could have died. Why don't we just have a little fun? Because we're here still, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like um. Well, laughter is the best medicine. Kind of like a, a poor man's plight, you know. Yeah. Kind of like a, a bad man's plight, yeah. where it's like. I live day by day, and I, I laugh, but it is it is it is also like, I think the best recipe for longevity. Like you go and interview the hundred and ten year olds, and they're not like, well, I dotted all my boxes, yeah, I made sure to work a good steady job, and um, I ate kale every day. No, they're like, where can I eat ice cream? A tub of it every night. I don't know how I'm still here. Yeah. They're like, I do a little Jack Daniels in the morning, three cigars during the day. I love canned soup, especially the creamy mud. They just do what the fuck they want, the and they live man. the lives they want. Yeah. And they're still playful. They're still, still fucking, playful. dude. They're like 90, yeah. they're 95, and it's like, I'm 110. This is my 95 year old wife. Got a youngin' on you. Yeah, we've been together for three years. <laughs> yeah. I met her at the center the other met day. Met her on Tinder. It's just a great app. <laughs> I wish we had Tinder yeah. back in my day. You have to go. You used to have to go up and talk to them in person. Now I just send them a little picture of my wiener, and they they come flocking to the door. <laughs> old people, dude. Old people dick pics. Those are gonna be the best. What is the old people Tinder called? Tinder Kane. <laughs> Tinder care, wheel. wheel it's just called fire. Wheel Tinder, <laughs> uh, fire. It's called smoldering embers, because yeah. um, like Tinder's when the fire started. Yeah, but their fire is about They're, to end. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, it's just like the ashes that are left. Up. Yeah, or maybe you call it like, uh, uh, like something with one of the Greek words that means like death. I don't know, like mortuary. Muerte or something in Spanish, but old people that do whatever they want—that's awesome. It's that not called cool. Tinder; it's called Wrinkle. Wrinkle. <laughs> there it is. I knew we'd figure out. We could make that app. We could make that app for old people, because my grandpa was put in a home, and oddly and he enough, wanted some of that, dude. My wrinkle puss. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I gotta get that. Those heavies." 
They call them, uh, <laughs> they call them uh, prunes. She's got them heavy prunes on her. Do they really? I'm just assuming. Oh, if you if just I was made, in a nursing made, home, the, the hound dog that I am, if I was in an old I don't think you'll ever be in a nursing home. No, nah, I'll probably <laughs> die before then. Or I think you're going to be like 100 and you'll be like, I ain't going in nowhere. <laughs> you're going to be like, I'm <laughs> going ziplining again. Yeah, they're not going to take me. <laughs> just over there, he's like, come on, Grandpa. You got to help. We got to get your shoes on. I'm not putting my goddamn shoes on. Myself. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put these shoes on myself. And then you just see two egg cartons. I'm like putting my feet in egg cartons. <laughs> I can't figure out how these laces work, Johnny. Grandpa, who turned down Mom, the lights? Yeah. Mom, Grandpa's using his egg cartons again. <laughs> I'd be the, the nursing home's like, get them in here, stat. <laughs> we know exactly what to do. We have the egg carton protocol. That's true. See, I would not get put in a nursing home or an old folks home. I think you would just be with it, you know, because. Oh. You know, you're that kind of guy. You just live your life, and then people are like, "Why the fuck is he still alive?" And you're just like, <laughs> "I don't know I either." There. I'm just. <laughs> well, there it is, folks. And on that note, I'm gonna take some Don Julio. <laughs> That's. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm going to the home. But <laughs> you I, got no choice now. Too. Yeah, your fate's been predetermined. <laughs> That's okay. You know, but with with the play thing, so I can divulge like some things about the way I think and how I think the restriction in it. For instance, I th I believe that the provocative and promiscuous behavior, but and this isn't. Singular to me, this is something I've seen in many other peers. Universal, yeah, in a way. It ca in in the play and in interactions with the opposite sex happened became the way they were because of restrictions and sheltering in that manner. Mm. Um, for instance, I can't stop fucking cussing, and I love it. Mm. Goddamn, is one of my because favorite. it's a yeah because it's a it's like a no no zone yeah. And in play, that like in most cases, play is tiptoeing on the boundaries. Like, why do children play? They want to yeah. test the parents and be like, "Is this really a boundary you're setting?" Or, yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole purpose or sort of benefit. Oh yeah, the door. <laughs> no, so Haley just kind of almost well. Walked into the glass. That's what she door. gets. That hoe is trying to put me in a nursing home, <laughs> and I'm not even forty. But yet. like you, you tip. Like like a kid will. If you have a playpen, the kid's gonna try and get out. He's gonna try and test the boundaries, and I think that's the. You can say that could be like a, a biological function of play, whereas it's a way for us to test boundaries and sort of. Adapt and evolve. Um, but play seems like it's a way to do that in a safe space that you won't die. Mm -hmm. And so that you can take that play experience and apply it to the real world. To the real world. And then you can push boundaries in a safe way. And um, yes, I think that's where, you know, cussing comes into play. It's like it's a boundary, but then it becomes sort of like a superpower mm -hmm. once you become an adult. Because you're like, I could have much more 
pungency to my words. Yeah. And uh, I can make people laugh. Yeah. And, um, saying dickwad and like imagine if there were no fag face and, yeah imagine if there were no, there were, there were no cuss words yeah. it wouldn't be fun wouldn't be amusing be boring it'd be boring you know but um, it, the play there's, part, there's cuss words in every la- every language that was ever developed there's there's bad words yeah there's things that are yeah I, also the the play thing it helps at a young age it's important at a young age because then it helps when you're older yeah. and then in, in the hierarchies and the social systems that we have now, if you don't get it when you're younger, then when you're older, that play reintroducing that and trying to grasp it or re reconnect with it, that becomes a much more arduous task. Difficult. Yeah. yeah because yeah, what I mean, sure. and because especially as adults, they're like, Hey man, like this guy, like we're, we're trying to have like an adult conversation. I noticed that it, have you, have you been in that? Has someone said that to you? So yeah. I like to goof a lot. Yeah, same. I like to. I've, I've, I've experienced that as well. It's funny, though. Today, me and you were talking, and I kept mentioning, oh, like, oh, this one book about this. And I was reading some poetry and some stuff. And so, like, you could make an assessment and say, oh, well, he, he like, reads a lot. He seems like he might be semi-intelligent somewhat. Right. But I like to goof because I don't like to take things too seriously. Stress and anxiety is something right. that I'm not a big fan of to to uh take control of my life right and so here's a good example i I like to go hang out like at like let's say i go hang out at a certain bar all the time and a lot of the people that are there they all know me like oh yeah tim's great tim's great oh he's great but i noticed that there'll be this i'll be the same age or right around the same age there'll be my peer group according to the years and that they will separate and the reason is is because well, also at this age, I don't have kids, but that, that makes a separation. However, I noticed that I will hang out with the younger people, and, and the, I try to get, this, get some life out of them. Like with, uh, with our friend Pate, I like to do things like personify, and I, was, I don't know how many times I mentioned we should make a sketch or a skit out of it. I like this idea of this, this play because it's creative. We were telling you... In Texas, we always have like these Sunday dinners, and we did a mock election. Well, then I actually went and actually ran for you know a local elected official, you know for. That's right. Yeah. But these things are played. This right here, what we're right. doing, this yeah. is play <clears throat> to me. But it's also exactly. positive, and people don't like that. They think it yeah. should be all serious. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think, like when I when I play now, I come from a history of being overly serious, and so I know what that's like. And so, and I've developed through suffering and going through problems in life, my hypothesis on like the best way to go about a daily life mentally. And it's, and it's usually a goofier, more playful sort of lenience. Like I'm not gonna spend too many hours thinking about serious stuff and I'll still do that automatically. That's already like in my brain. I, I do have to put effort into being more playful, but I think, like people might think of it as immature, but I think we are kind of proposing it as like, it's like above, it's like, mo- it's like the most mature thing to do. Absolutely. Because we, we have, we have the sort of confidence and knowledge to get things done in our lives. And we, we know that if, uh, unless there's something we could do in this red hot moment, then uh, we should just let that problem go and joke about it. And leave it to the kind of cosmic intelligence. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the way I kind of think of it. Um, I think, um, and I also think people that are overly serious maybe um, have had so many years of their uh, of their life where uh, things have been kind of easy, and so they think, oh, it's it's things are easy because I have just locked down on things and I've become serious and and I've just kind of stuck to the right things and this is this and that is that and that's how it is and then they just they just stay like that and if you go and burst that bubble they're like you know we're trying to have a mature conversation but at the end of their life they might look back and say well I really wish I took that chance Mm -hmm. I really wish I would have and I think if you have a more playful life, you're going to look back and be like, I did so much fucking shit. Yeah. You're going to be like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> I moved there, and then I lived there, and I met that person, and you then I... shoved an orange up your ass? Goddamn, son. Finally. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing stuff. Or, or you'll be on your deathbed, and you'll be like, Johnny, please shove this orange up my ass. It's <laughs> my one Mom. thing I wanted to do before I died. Mom, Grandpa's asking me to shove fruit up his ass again. <laughs> it's like, I... Fucking told him. <laughs> That's the thing. That so. All right. I used to tell people this when I was in Austin, Texas. I used to tell people. I would talk to people, and they would tell me their problems, and then I would say, "This is what I think you ought to do." I don't know if it is the right idea or not. But this is what you ought to do. And what happens is. What happens is they're like, ah, they, you're a little crazy, man. I don't know. You goof too much and this and that. And I said, well, I'll tell you this. I say, one day you're going you're gonna to be hanging out somewhere, and it could be 10 years from now or 40 years from now, and something's going to happen, and you're going to have a profound realization and revolutionizing moment in your life, and you're going to think of me. And they're looking at me like, what? And I was like, and you're going to think, you know what? What do you think, you're Jesus or something? I don't know what he was talking about, but there's something about him. There's something that he might have been right. And Mm. not that I was right, but I might have been right. Like, I I was looking in the right direction. I had a guy one time, I was saying, he was like, what, you do this and that? Yeah, I was like, I can build all this shit. I'll be your porch. You want right now? Put your rails and everything. He was like, yeah, but every time you see you at the gym, you're always just like, like, I don't know, man. He's like, goof off. Maybe like um, in a year or something, like when you got your business, like, and it's good and you got all these customers, then maybe I'll like, then, then you can do my porch. And I was like, or I cannot do your porch. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, like, and, but right. that was, that's a part of the, with me, I like to take it too far and joke too much, but. Right. And it, there is a too far. Yeah. Point as as well, yeah. and that that's usually necrophilia. That's that's usually the Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, the, you're not wrong. Yeah, but. it's that's usually the point of no return. Then you have to wear all black, and right, right, and then you have to um, worship devil trees. Yeah, no, wait, what? Yeah, but that's the idea that. With the play. Um, yeah. Some people, they're, they're so, like you said, so mature and this, so serious. But like you said, on their deathbed, they're like, man, I wish I would have done this. Those of us that are still exploring and still because if we've learned anything, I think at this point, 
is that life isn't just the adventure that you come to the end and then the book is closed or the movie's off after right. two hours. Yeah. It continues on. And therefore, yeah. if it's going to continue, then we must continue the adventure. Right? right. We must continue trying to solve all the problems and creating new problems. It must mm. continue to play because play helps growth. Yes, you wow. should have maybe you moderation, monitoring, and maybe be like, I don't know, be accountable to your actions, but like it's going to help growth. And if you're not growing, you're not moving linear in the grand scheme of things. Not that you'll never fall back, but if you're not looking linear and moving linear, then, you know, I don't want to fucking hang out with you. Yeah. And I don't want to fucking go right around in your stupid Corvette. You should yeah, just get it. It's kind of like this, this trade off of productivity versus play. And people kind of think of it like that. Like, oh, well, you could be productive or you could be playful and goof off, right? You're going to be the guy who goofs off and not ever get anything done in your life. You're goddamn right. But you're goddamn right. But I think there's an argument that being the goof and playing is the most productive thing it's you could do. Productive. Um, not only do you like map new neuro, uh, neural pathways in your brain and you become basically expanded in your awareness, um, but also you fulfill sort of, in my opinion, the purpose that we're alive and that's joy and play. Ooh. And you, you know, in every other action is to get to that place of joy and play at the end of the day. Why do people want to be rich? They want to feel good and, and play and party. And mm. why do people buy a nice car? They want to feel good. They want to play. They want to drive that nice car. Why do people become priests? They want to feel good about yeah. how they live. And yeah. they want to feel like th they want to feel good. And like playing feels good. Um, that's why that's not even like getting dark, but that's why I think there is the restriction and the sheltering of like people that become high up in preachers and priests, right? That's why there becomes the, uh, the like desecration of like a, an adult children relationship, right? When those horrendous things happens is right. because that's, there was no play then. And then they see this and it's, right. it's misconstrued. It's, you could it's, see it. Yeah. It's like, it's like you took a man and restricted him from playing for 30 years Yeah, and the, in, in it, in it, basically leaked out in a very yeah very destructive yeah. and absolutely um terrible way yeah, terrible, yeah not to say that he's not fucking responsible for being a, a absolutely still a, a accountability always but um but but yeah i think you can you can and that was the um, dr stuart brown the guy who wrote this book on play he he studied like um kind of mass killers in their lives and how they were extremely play deprived as kids, specifically, he said rough and tumble play. That's what Jordan Peterson talks yeah. about too. Rough and tumble. Yeah. He just talked about how uh, the, most of these murderers, these mass murderers, were victim. Uh, sorry, well, they were victims in a way uh, by parents who would not allow them rough and tumble play. Like would literally um, admonish them from rough and tumble play. Um, and they were not allowed to rough and tumble play. And so they were, with uh, the, stu the studies they were doing, I think they would interview the killers in jail, and then they would also go and get anecdotal evidence from family members and things like that. And, um, and then he found this commonality between a lot of uh, mass murderers and being 
restricted from rough and tumble play and other types of play uh, growing up. And so it's this idea that when you play, I mean, it's like, I always like to relate it to dogs because dogs are, in my opinion, they're just like dumb humans. You know, when you look at mammals, we have sort of um, three layers of the brain, the internal brain, the outer cortex, and then the neocortex, just outside the cortex. And so humans are kind of different because we have this neocortex. We could like remove ourselves from situations and imagine Mm. things. But the cortex is kind of like what dogs have. It's like mammalian instincts, love. It's not this just reptilian brain. And I could be butchering all of this, but this is my way, way I think. No, about I think it. this is all pretty accurate. accurate. I'm like three million IQ. So, <laughs> um, and so the idea. So with with dogs, in my opinion, all of human behavioral issues could be mapped to dogs because I think behavioral issues issues are probably in the cortex, in this sort of mammalian part of our brain. Whereas the neocortex, it's just about our, our kind of ability to imagine and problem solve and, and project out into the future and. You know, that's not going to cause behavioral problems, I don't think. So anyways, dogs, you know, if you if your dogs, it's always talked about if you don't let your dogs play with puppies and bite each other and whimper and like experience what it's like to go too far. Mm. They never learn how to act as adult dogs and they hurt, they attack and they bite. And that socialization for dogs is extremely important. And it's called play. And oftentimes dogs will be playing and people like, are they fighting? And you can tell if you know dogs, no, they're playing. And sometimes, yeah, they're fighting because there's a lot of growling and that dog's fucking bleeding. <laughs> That's not play. He's but got d- the dogs... other dog's leg in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's play? <laughs> the the owner's just like, oh, he's so playful. Yeah. Look at him go. What do you got in your mouth? You got a little yeah. leg. We're going to have some dinner tonight. <laughs> that's a good boy. The dog's missing heads. Like they are just so the dog cute has together. A scar across his, <laughs> his name's Scarface. <laughs> what, <laughs> She's so, a so, classic California lady. He's the carnivore, but I'm vegan. <laughs> he gets most of his meat at the dog park. Oh. <laughs> I just let him ravage. Just, sometimes it's a human leg. Sometimes it's a dog leg. Have you? I hope he goes for the squirrels. It's a lot less paperwork on my end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> have you ever met anybody that had like a ve- vegetarian vegan dog? <laughs> Dude, I've seen videos. Yeah, those I think that's people, an insult to evolution. Yeah, and those people will burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, you think the dog really wants that? Yeah, the dog doesn't want that. Dogs are shit eaters. They're, they're, they're <laughs> they eat shit. That's I call actually, them shitters. They're not carnivores. They're shitivores. They're shitivores. Yeah, <laughs> and they eat carnivore when they have to survive. Exactly. Dogs are shitties. That's what I call them. I was like, get that goddamn um, shitter off the fucking couch. I used to say that about my dog, and now I love my dog yeah. on the couch. And you let them lick the inside of your mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I put peanut butter on my fucking Peter to try to get him to lick that shit, bro. <laughs> I know. And I've a lot seen of, it. Yeah, and a lot of people think that's crossing the line. Yeah. That's not crossing the line. No, and especially it's not crossing the line when I'm watching and, like, jerking <laughs> off in the corner. <laughs> or, um, or when you yeah. just live stream it to everybody at church. <laughs> oh, they love that, yeah, dude. Put everybody on the, uh, on the well, alumni. Because I told them the peanut butter was blessed by the priest before. By the holy priest, yeah. Yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, he's yeah. A, you could... And dogs are animals. We already know that. They, they don't care. Humans are not animals, though. We are perfect beings that do not sin. And if we go to mm. church every week... And pray to the Lord and don't sin, we might get into heaven. Yeah. 
if he likes us. But if he doesn't like us, then we're kind of fucked. But, you know, we're not sinners and we're perfect. And that's what church is about. Being the perfect white person that you were born to be. Damn, it sucks for black people because they just don't seem to be born very white. (laughs) (laughs) But I I feel like that's like what church, like church is the opposite of play. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, come here and don't do these things and do these things and follow our rules. That's why people and like People don't like it. That's why people are not going. Like, I'm talking about, like, classic church. You yeah. Know, the oldest kind of church. Yeah. Um, That's why people like black churches, African-American churches, because they got life in them. Dude, they, they have, play, like, a dude. choir. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I've always wanted to be a part there? of a Baptist church or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Fucking, there's something. They got that grape juice. <laughs> grape juice where's my wine and my crackers um, we're going going back to play um being deprived of play i think is an unhealthy thing but i think we also deprive ourselves of play because we don't think it's important i think everybody listening should re-question that because i think it's more important than we even know right now because now there's studies showing like play helps us stay young and our brains might have connections to reduced instances of Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that because we're we're practicing using our brain. Um, uh, Stuart Brown, in his book, he talks about a sea squirt that has a nervous system and it swims around the ocean and then it attaches to a rock and digests its own nervous system because it's no longer needed and it just stays on the rock, not moving for the rest of its life until it dies. And he says that's kind of like many of our CEOs at like big companies like Microsoft, where they just they move around for a while. They're young, and then they then they just digest their own brain. Damn. And uh, you know it's not exactly that, but I think that's a potent a potent illustration of maybe how important play is. But I, I think in in my own life, the more I play, the more good things just seem to happen for me. Yeah. You know the more opportunities I run into. Because I don't think you're not even going to be aware of an opportunity if you're not being playful. Because you won't be able to comprehend something coming from out of left field. Mm. Like if it's a, a really good opportunity, is not going to be expected. You're going to be like, oh, where did that come from? Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I also feel like... I feel like women are the scourge of this earth. I disagree. <laughs> See? I, you just deserved that one. <laughs> I think women are. I just got assaulted um, by an by an XX, and I won't stand for that. There's a. There's no women listening to this right now, so. Okay, so um, they don't matter. But so, if there was one, they're the most important. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean that's a nice thing for you to say. <laughs> because it's as a, a pussy, <laughs> especially being a being a beta. That's male. a really good lie. As a beta male, you are doing your job yeah. to suck up to the alpha woman. Yeah, dude. The, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it, it goes without saying. Women equally as important as men. Period. End of story. Equally important. Yeah. Yeah, if you're from fucking Lameville. <laughs> I'm from Texas. <laughs> Domestic violence is a hobby you put on your resume. Extracurricular activity. <laughs> you can get domestic violence at church, in the home, or at Taco Bell. You choose. 
Uh, no, but this thing about play, and you were talking about rough and tumble. <laughs> the, the kids, <laughs> the, the kids that, the kids. That, <laughs> I said my truth. I said my truth. <laughs> Come to Taco Bell and get your domestic violence. So play, <laughs> the studious observation of play as a child and weaning into adulthood, uh, manufacturing these tendencies that we call restrictive abnormalities. And um, no, I don't know. I'm just no. That sounded really. That sounded real. Really smart. Yeah, yeah you are very smart. No. So I told you the three million and a half <laughs> IQ. I was calculating mine while you said that. Yours is like two hundred over five gazillion. Yeah. It's a fractal. Yeah, but you have to subtract. Fraction. Yeah, you, <laughs> sorry. You have to subtract that from everything, <laughs> and it gets really dicey when you get into mine's the, the square root of i. The square root of i. <laughs> Mine's the square root of pussy. <laughs> There's that's not enough pussy, dude. Yeah. You gotta multiply that. So uh, mine's pussy <laughs> to the power of a hundred. To the power of hundred. Mine's pussy to the power of the clit. <laughs> you take the clit. Take the square. You take the square. The square root of the clit and divide it by the power of the pussy, and that's how you get Einstein's theory. That's why you don't hear about it much because it's a little too provocative. It's a little too hard to comprehend. Yeah, it's like, man, that's yeah. that's what his last words were. He was like, "There's, there's rumor has it that he had last words, but no one really knows no, them because they wrote them down, but kept them from the government and shit." And that's what he said. They just w- didn't want to insult his legacy because he, he actually like because he had nice hair. <laughs> that's Einstein has a really good quote though. That's kind of related to this play topic. It's, um, and he said this while he was like getting older in age. He said, um, and I'm butchering this, but something like, "Imagination is the pioneer of science." Imagination, the pioneer. I like that. So, so discovery is imagination, kind of first. And and he said, imagine without imagination, you can't have science. And, and it's it's this beautiful thing. You know, it's kind of like the left and the right hemispheres of the brain. One of them is more creative. One of them is more logical. But you need them both. You need the logical side to actually comprehend existence. And you could put boundaries around things like this can, or you know. This podcast episode, it's this this podcast episode isn't gonna be the same as the next one. There's a there's a concrete difference. There's a different picture, and there and you could go to another new podcast. It's a different title, different type of a podcast, and that's like the logical mind. But then the creative mind is like imagination, new ideas, you know, exploration, fluidity. Um, Being a man or a woman at the same time, yeah, having a a pussy and a penis, yeah, and I don't know where the balls would go, yeah. but that sounds <laughs> like fun. Yeah, one on your neck, one on your chin. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, have been blessed. <laughs> You've been blessed. Do you think um, that the Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder version? You think because that's the one we all know and love. You think that best. idea of uh, Charlie? You think this idea, like he had this horrible, well, not horrible, but kind of, you know, low socioeconomic status kind of thing was going on in his family. And then he's like going through the factory, this this idea of play and maturity and seeing the ones like there's rules and stuff. And there's these little, you know, morals that teaching kids, you know, all that fucking, Mm -hmm. yeah, that who nanny fucking indigenous shit that they were singing, (laughs) all that stuff. 
<laughs> but I think that it's a good example of like, because Willie was looking, Mr. Wonka was looking for somebody that he could pass it on to right. that was worthy, like almost like a man, somebody who was mature, but he also was looking for someone that still had like this life inside of mm. a child. You know, it was, it was interesting. Hey, whoa, I didn't even realize and, and that. And then that's what really was it? But profound. Charlie did break the rules. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's the idea, right? And it was kind of like his grandpa that helped him along yeah. too. Yeah, right? You know? And his grandpa was the one that was kind of pushing him too. Um, or had some life in him too. Come on, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. Well, and that's the beauty too, because you you play. You usually learn it from someone who's older than you. Mm. And, oh yeah. And his grandpa was dying, and his, yeah. and and Charlie did, didn't. AIDS. Look, he he didn't really learn that play, but when he got the golden ticket, his grandpa came back to life and was like, Yeah. Oh, and and finally passed on like this idea of play or m mischievousness. And maybe yeah, you're right. Willy Wonka was like, You did everything right. Like even though. You did what I told you not to. Yeah. He was still the right I was one. still looking for that in a way. Yeah. Um, you did it righteously. Yeah. You did it for play and for yeah. innocence. You didn't yeah. do it because you were a snotty brat. Yeah. You know? Oh, hell yeah. It was the energy in which he did it. And doing things because you're a snotty brat is the opposite of play. It's it's kind of saying, I know everything. Yeah. And I, my, my mind is closed. Give me this. Yeah. Rather than having this opened childlike curiosity mm -hmm. of awe and of almost as if I'm still green, like mm -hmm. like like light green. I, I'm not fully mature yet. Yeah. And I think I think that's a powerful way to live your life, like for the, like for the rest of your life. Fuck yeah. Um, to always be green, always be open minded, because especially now, dude, the 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 adaptation that we need to have as humans. Um, seems profound. Like, if we do not adapt to the changing of so many things, if we don't change the way we're thinking about so many different aspects of society as a whole, um, it seems like shit's going to fall apart. Um, I don't really believe it will to the extent that maybe doomsday <clears throat> people do. But I just think play is, like, crucial to that, crucial to evolution of culture, and of human society. Oh, I dig it. No, and I, of right. and of just ideas, of just of, like of 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 new ideas and of we were kind of talking about this with Shantham, like our our roommate. Yeah. Um, how the there's been kind of like not so much productivity as you've mm. been, you you've seen yeah. in the past, and I think play not being in everyday life is 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 more to blame than anything else because it's it's the play that gets us to sort of download or connect dots that were never connected by anybody before and make a new idea and, and sort of like create this new <clears throat> idea rather than regurgitate the old ideas in a new way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of what Willy Wonka is all about. Like the whole idea of a Willy Wonka, he has this factory that is just bursting with imagination and new yeah. ideas and he's this kind of fucking crazy guy <clears throat> yeah who's also really fucking serious yeah. but like he's focused on a mission and he he harnesses <clears throat> those two hemispheres of the brain the serious logical and the nuts creative and they swirl together and he like he, he makes new stuff and people enjoy it and he, he hopefully benefits the Fuck world yeah i never thought about willy wonka like that much 
Yeah, me That's neither. That's very cool. And we used to be cacao farm tour guides. Yeah. And I say used to be because we lost our jobs. Yeah. Mostly because there was... that, I'll drink Don Julio. <laughs> <laughs> there was that. So I think, one, the idea of what is maturity, I think that can is subjective. If you think about it within right. the realms of society... Now, if you think about it physically, biologically, I don't think it's as so subjective. I think it's more that there's a biologically biological point. Mm. Now, so then would you say that uh, within with play, there's a certain there's a certain amount of humility that comes along with play. Oh yeah, it's it's now. it's it's vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. It's it is humility. It's vulner like the and we could talk about like play in a uh, more adult context where you're being a pl- you're having a playful attitude or we can talk about like organized play where it's like here's this sandbox or environment that is safe for you that has safe boundaries that you can explore in um <clears throat> so those are like two ways to look at play so um which one were you thinking of well I, both of them both because of them. then okay. to add to that uh well, so there's a certain amount of humility that comes with play, but play vulnerability. This, yeah, yeah and vulnerability. But this idea of play, I think we've mentioned now adults and in the child, kind of more of a adolescent. Yeah, it, they go hand in hand. That being said, it, in the Bible, it speaks of like uh, to be like childlike in 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 your endeavors, right? Mm. Because have an awe. Yeah, like be, be awed. To the power of God, and it's like in right. in, in with the the children of God, right? The children of God. Yeah, you, and it's you're like never you're never called like you're never called like yeah. my the brother in law, yeah, the mother in law of God. Yeah, it's like you're my fucking children. And I think it's the children that are promised, right? The the land of milk and honey. It's right. God's children, right? And so the vulnerability, the ones willing to explore, they're willing to be like, all right, so this is what's going on, and. But also, they would not get to the promised land if they were just like, okay, okay. That's why vocationism and careerism is something that is distasteful to me and scary to me because I think yeah. it, it doesn't mean it does prohibit play, but it can it can be something that that stunts that idea because mm. sometimes in vocation, this in modern day America, like vocationism, which is a word that I, I'm saying, I'm saying it so it's a word. Is something that is usually just this short-sighted direct path right. to just nothing, and you don't get promised, you don't get promised paradise in the New Jerusalem and Zion without those that are going to be fucking up and playing and exploring, right? right? You know, and and so that's the idea because then they right. had to wander in the desert for fucking forty years, right. still as adults, but now to him, still children, right? So. I think the the future is promised to those that play, whether they be children now Dude. or you know adults, and so we have to right because the future, the growth, the creativity, right. the right. play, holy shit! I love that. I think you're hitting on a really awesome point. I I actually sort of believe that play is it, spiritually our per, one of our purposes. It's 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 so important because I believe we are kind of these eternal beings we, we we get born again and we are here to expand consciousness what does that mean we're expanding into the darkness into the edge of creation where there's nothing 
and we're bringing something brand new that's never happened before. Mm. So like we like with this conversation we're having in this place we are in and in the bodies we are in has never occurred before. It never and will. So, so my opinion is we're on that leading edge. And if you don't play, you you don't you don't travel on the leading edge, you don't push the boundaries and you don't push the envelope and you really don't fulfill your your soul's mission, which is to create new. And you kind of just you kind of get lost in the reverberations and the kind of the waves that have already been there from past societies and past people and past thoughts that are kind of outdated. And there's something about that that doesn't feel good because we are we are kind of wired for this novelty, this newness. We like that boundary um, to push. Um, and I think that's like kind of the whole purpose of life. Yeah. Like of, of, of life in a physical body on earth. It's to push in a contrasting world. It's to push the boundaries of what is and what isn't and what matters to us and it's to have fun and it's to be and it's to be playful mm-hmm. and so not only is it important in our literal world i think like it's if we were to die or when we do die yeah. we're gonna look at it and be like oh man why'd you have such, such a chip on your shoulder for 20 freaking years yeah. be- just because this person dumped you it's like you know why didn't you go out and play a little more it wasn't that serious life yeah. life wasn't serious life life is the playground life is not the place where everything has to be right. And it's this whole idea in the Bible that we were born sinners. I think that's the whole idea. You were born to fuck things up. You were born to fail because Mm -hmm. that's what play is. It's about exploring the fucking edges. And we are all literally scientists in that way. Experimenters coming up with new conclusions and new ideas to share with each other. Damn. Yeah, dude. I think we're all scientists. I think, yeah. I think when science proves something, that's something that has been discovered a long time ago mm. by like your fucking great grandma. Yeah, like science has proven like, oh, you eat blueberries and it'll help with your eye health. Yeah. And I bet like great grandma was like already on that shit. Yeah, and we're just proving it later on. But it was because she played around and smushed some blueberries in her eyes. I don't fucking yeah. know, but yeah, um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, you're making exact sense. Yeah. Uh, it, it's makes it some is, sense. Yeah. It's not, I stupid. might have a different take on it like in a month, but yeah. for now, oh, I just yeah. think I had a buddy one time told me, he said, man, I was reading the book. I think I was reading Thomas Merton's a new man. Okay. And he's a Trappist monk. So they make boobs. A Trappist monk? Yeah. Trappist monk. They like, so they're, like trapping they- you and like fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do it with bald heads and they shave your head. They like fucking each other. Yeah, it's like a gay man's orgy group. <laughs> it's usually in the mountains. The trapsters yeah. and they love listening yeah. to trap music. It's actually where Napster came from. The old music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Because the trapsters, they would steal yeah. Yeah. Uh, musical notes from each other. Oh yeah. And steal uh, from instruments each other's butts. and use them to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the, we're right uh, there. We're on the same wavelength. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, but I remember I was talking about it and I was like, "What do you think about this?" And he goes. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm reading this now. And it's funny, you're just saying you may have a different take in a month. I remember specifically it being... I hope I have a different take in a month. Yeah, like, because I remember he said something. He's like, man, what I'm talking about and believe last month, I 
not this month. Right. right. And I, I was like, oh, wait, so you're, you're not concrete? And Oh, he's more concrete than those that just stick with it and be like, oh, that's it. We approved one thing. Right. Blueberries give you nice hair and good eyesight. It's a house and of cards. It. It's a house of cards. Yeah. It, it's got to be. It, it's almost, it, I think being linear, once again, doesn't mean it doesn't get fucked up and it doesn't fall. And, it, you know, I think right. it's just like this, this kind of divine direction is something that's linear. But, that, but that's it. It's no, very, it's more it's of it's broad. more of like a, a branching and an explorative mm-hmm. pathway, like yeah. the roots of a tree. You got to. And there is, it is. You're always branching off at some point. Yo, I'm always jerking off at some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and your dick's constantly branching off and in multiple dicks. Yeah. I've seen it. It's fucked. I would love to have uh, little kids running around that need a father. Watch watch what you're saying. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but I'd love to have little kids running around that need a father. And I'll never be there. You hear me? Fucking take care of your mom. Because I'm going to be playing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be playing the mandolin yeah, yeah. or traveling around the world. When you get old enough, pound as much as you can. Fucking eat your beets. Fucking eat your blueberries. <laughs> be nice to your gram-gram. And, uh, um, no, I, but, but, I, I think the idea of, of ever-changing beliefs is actually powerful. Um, More powerful than the just the... Believing it because I, I think if you if you are set in a way and you're like, this is what I believe in that I'm, I believed in my whole life. I think you're fucked. The world is changing too fast. You can't do that. Uh, and not, not only like I think we're at a point in human evolution where if you do that, you will you will suffer from that. Yeah, you get greatly. I, like it's not only that it's not going to be beneficial, it's that it's going to harm you. But on top of that, I think we're always tiptoeing around the truth. And we've had conversations about this outside of the podcast, but I think the truth is something you can't say with words. It's beyond where it's been the truth before we had dialect, before we oh, yeah. had eyes and ears. It was when we were just parasites moving around in the soil, worms yeah. and shit. The truth was still there. And I think the truth is nonverbal. And, you know, I think the closest word to it might be love, but love can mean a lot of different things nowadays. But, you know, like, the truth is just there, and we're always sort of like play. Play is kind of similar to love. The energy of love, loving energy is playful, accepting energy. For, it's accepting that you can fail and fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you either way. You know, you can, Tim, you could go, you know, eat some shit in the kitchen and then shit it out your ass right here and strip down and get naked and fall down. Yeah. And I'm like, that was hilarious, and I'm laughing, and also I, I don't judge you at all for that. Yeah. Because live your fucking life. So, I think we're tiptoeing around the truth, and if you lock on to one, and so every time you're like, oh, this is what I believe, you're just pointing towards the truth. You're not actually on it. You're not actually locked on the truth, and and it's kind of evasive, and you can't really lock on the truth because words will never get there, but you can always kind of point in the direction. You know, It's kind of like being in the present moment, like here and now. You can't ever fucking... Just be like, all right, I'm going to be here right now, and there we go. It's always like you're pointing to it, and then at some point you have to release all these ideas. Mm. And I think mm. the releasing of ideas and the, rele- the releasing of I think I know, mm. I've got it figured out. I've got it figured out. Once you get to that point, you don't have it figured out. Yeah. But once you're, you're constantly realizing that you'll never have it all figured out and that you're always going to be learning, but that you can... You can know pretty closely 
with the inside, sorry, inside, like in your heart, kind of what the truth is of life, you can always feel comfortable and you're moving around. You never feel like you have to lock yourself down to one religion, one idea. Or one woman. Cause one, oh shit. But yeah. Um, Go bring or you down. can feel comfortable locking down knowing that this isn't, I don't know everything and this isn't necessarily the best way to go about things, but this is just what I'm choosing and that's it. Um, I think that's why older societies crumbled. Hmm. Not because of John Crumb, right. but because they got to this point where it's like, oh, we got it all figured out. Yeah. And then they didn't. And then he's like, fuck, dude, the <laughs> fucking sacrifices to the gods aren't working. So he's like, fucking, uh, they're trying to be fucking grab that virgin over there. Fucking sacrifice her. Yeah, right. Fucking grab that eunuch. Right. Fucking grab that chicken. Fucking the the crumb man will get you if <laughs> you will. yeah. And I I I like to think of it as like consciousness is not just within humans. I think it's like in the spaces between things and that when in you die when you yeah when you, yeah. when you die consciousness is still everywhere and you just reemerge into this this knowingness this this all all right. conscious mind and i could just be disconnecting with a lot of people listening but that's just kind of what i believe and so no i believe it too that that consciousness is evolving as well and so you think about like the evolution of earth okay let's just say earth has its own consciousness yeah it's this kind of globe ball in the middle of a void and it's been evolving for billions of years yeah i think (laughs) i'm Um, sure unless you believe in the bible yeah but anyways so when you look at like how 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 evolution started and like you think about dinosaurs like dinosaurs were fucking nuts they just ripped each other apart and it was all about the biggest survive and they're just playing and uh, it's just a play but it was like you can kind of say it was like a little kid playing. Like the consciousness mm. was little kiddish. It was like, rah, rah. And like, why do little kids love playing with dinosaurs today? It's kind of like a reflection off of our, the past mm. consciousness. Oh, shit. And so I like I, that. I'm saying like the consciousness evolves. And then, and then there comes to a point where the consciousness goes, time for change. And then, bam, a meteor hits or something. And it's time for a new play. Let's love each other more. Let's have mammals be the ruling species. Yeah. Or whatever the... Mm. And so I think... Mm. Um, and you could d- maybe date that back all the way to like the first bacteria that formed yeah. on Earth. Um, they're, like tiny, they're like tiny robots. They're just tiny little machines. Yeah. And now we're with these complicated beings. Um, but first. we're still playing. And I think people are talking about the next big extinction event being here. Kind of we're like entering it. Um, with humans use I don't know if you've heard of it we could talk about this in a whole nother podcast yeah. but like yeah. kind of how human, humans are using all of these chemicals and we're fucking oh yeah we're about to go warming. to it yeah. the earth is gonna kind of um, and then we'll switch like to a parasite, the new consciousness the, the earth is kind of like bump, bump us out of the picture and then something else will merge but I think there's the potential for humans to change very I, I, don't, I don't know drastically but I think um just change with the changing times but it's like it seems like the story of you know human sacrificing virgins is a little old now they are changing you know no i like 
exactly what you're saying. But I don't know. I don't think I, I believe anything I just said. No, I don't believe anything. Yeah. It was all wrong. Actually. I'm extremely dumb. My <laughs> IQ is like a one. Um, one million. One times three. Uh, three million over one. So, <laughs> did you know that fractions? When, whenever you talk about this mirroring of like, because we said it the other day when we volunteered at the church, and I was like, you know, this organization, like this response to the crisis. Is will mirror to an extent or to a degree is going to mirror what's going on, mm. right? It, right. It's, it's doing something good, but it will mirror that. Yeah. I like the idea of mirroring because I think when you talk about mirroring consciousness, mm. like you were just saying, talking about there's a crisis and a fire and displaced families, and then a church is responding and helping and sheltering, and, and then it, but it mirrors it a little bit, mirrors just kind the of chaos. the way it's a little chaotic. Mm. I like mirroring because when I went through a lot of hard times and was on probation and was getting in out of jail, everyone mm. was like, you should quit Al fucking Bud Light and goddamn Camel cigarettes and you're ruining it. And my, my mom, my sister. That was sister, their only advice. They, I, and I was like, do you not? They're like, if you would have just not done any of that. I was like, do you not realize that it was me who fucked up? Like the hardest pill to swallow right. is when you look in the mirror. Oh, you look in the mirror, dude. and it mirror like you're like that's why I like the mirror concept because it's accountability. And I I mentioned it a lot because it may on the surface seem like that I'm together about those kind of things, but that's one of the hardest things that I have to deal dude. with. That's a that's a thing. It's a weakness and a strength. So I talk about accountability a lot to try to hopefully deal with it a lot. Dude, but accountability is important, and people don't like it. That hit me. Yeah. That that's powerful. That's yeah. fucking powerful. Mirror, baby, mirror. And I'm also, gonna need some ketchup for these harsh browns <laughs> you're serving. Dude, I also like to watch myself jack off while looking in the mirror. That's fun too. Just shouting. <laughs> you made me. <laughs> shouting. 1776. <laughs> what? Like historical dates and stuff. 1776. What's right? that date? Uh, wasn't that uh? The, the wasn't that the French storm the Bastille? Declaration of Independence. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seventeenth July. I don't know. I hate America. Yeah. Or what's another <laughs> historical date? Nineteen thirty. Um, was that when you were born? Forty two. Hundred and three. Nineteen. Wait, that'd be ninety three. When Fuck. the seventeen uh, seventy, I think it was. Yeah, seventeen seventy six was. That's the centennial date. But, um, so, that's really profound, the accountability thing. The marrying unconscious. And you can't get to that. To I don't think you can tap into the understanding of, like, the accountability and marrying of consciousness if you're just set on this. Following like, a path. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, play, right? play is how you become accountable. Yeah, right. Because, because you, re you realize your real life actions have consequences when right. you do fuck up yeah. because play is about fucking Socialization, up. like you mentioned. What? You're really fucking, yeah. What? So it's like Dude, Stuart, Stuart Browning. Great. Stuart Brown? Yeah, you can call him whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Stuart. Stuart Brownies. Yeah. Stuart Brownies. <laughs> Stuart's Brownies. And uh, Jordan Peterson. And then, yeah. like, I was talking to, I mean, just talking to fucking rest in peace, Jira Lee Prosper, man. Like, these people, and then us talking about it, all, it's like, we're on the same page. But once again, just because I read it somewhere and heard it on a podcast and then talking about it with you, and then you heard Stuart Brownies Johnson say it, uh, mm. it doesn't, it's, I feel like we still got to hit, hit, like, keep talking about it. Because, like. Come to our own yeah. playful conclusions. Ooh. Play and, around with it. Yeah. You should talk about this while we're jerking off. <laughs> you know, I always <laughs> thought about really tap into that 
is play, it, playful nature. <laughs> uh, play, and, and everybody. Oh fuck! People don't want to play. Or people are our society has kind of put a damper on. Like, all right, so we call what do we call them? Karens, and then we call like, uh, um. Yeah, I'd say a Karen is the definition of someone who hasn't played for a decade. Yeah. You know, it's like it's they get into a situation and they're with young people and the young people are goofing off and the Karen mm. d- just, just doesn't get it because I they've been so, so out of touch in a way. That's why when you ever hear an old person, I remember being that age and I, da, 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 and I, okay, so it sounds like me, you didn't do anything, you were that age. Right. When I got a D, my first, second DWI, uh, the boss at the time, he was like, yeah, I was 24 once. And me and my buddy Clint O'Coop, he said, you know what this goddamn high cotton fucking goddamn Pflugerville rich motherfucker said? What did he say? He said, he told Timmy, he said he was 24 once. I said, Mark, this is another friend. I said, do you know how you know Wayne a long time? He goes, yes. What was he doing when he was 24? He goes, he was in his college dorm room, and he didn't ever come out, and he was reading a book at 24, at 25, at 26. And so then he he tried to do this, like, connection. It was this, this pseudo connection. Like, I remember when I was 24, you still got to show up to work. Before I am at work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I right. did come he back. He just didn't, yeah. Yeah, he just didn't know. He just didn't understand. Yeah. Um, the, I wanted to go back to the accountability thing. Oh, yeah, just I because love accountability. That, that... People, this this idea of a systematic life of, uh, you know, high school, college, get that job, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It's almost like the reason that the, 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 the you know, this talks about like the challenge, the, the chaos and the order and all mm. that. The reason people don't want to do something else is because that, if you follow that path, you technically, to all outsiders you've lived a perfect flawless life and you've made very little mistakes and i'm sorry i came here to fuck up like oh, yeah, fuck shit fuck up, shit dude. up wait um but it's and but you so you you essentially lose that personal accountability personal responsibility for your life in a way and mm-hmm. that's not to say there's tons of people that do follow that that path that know that they're accountable and maybe they learned it when they were younger Mm. And and they they had a really good understanding of it and took it with them through life. But it's so right. You kind of can see what people believe in because if you if you do something like you were saying, they were going, "Oh, it's all the alcohol." You know, it's all the. And it's like. You were the one that was like, well, "What Absolutely. about fucking me?" You know? Absolutely. Don't I have free will? Absolutely. Well, why? Why can't you say I fucked? It? Like, yeah. why can't you? Yeah. Pe- people, people don't want to swallow. Th- what is that? The red pill, the blue pill. Yeah. Like, people, people don't want to swallow the, the take their medicine and say, no, I fucked up, and I'm proud of that because yeah. I've learned a lot. I've experienced. Uh, li- I've lived life. I tell everybody about it. They're like, dude, um, why are you spreading your business? I don't give a fuck. It's what it was. It is. It, it is what it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't yeah. run away from the truth. It's. Yeah. Like, it's an authentic yeah. story. Dude, and if I went back in town, in time, why would I do anything different, right? Right. Because then going back in time, now knowing what I know, knowing that it's not necessarily 
like that it had to be that specific event that did it but it's events as such that you're learning and being accountable and the consequences and everyone's like i don't regret ever doing these things it made me who i am i was like dude you i can killed your whole family like right, right you know right. but people people do that as an excuse rather than look at it as like no i don't regret being human i don't regret right. like learning and grass i wish that i had maybe played because i mm-hmm. believe you can gather the insight and like truth you can get it from experience but i think you can also get it not from experience now you don't have to experience personally experience everything to gain that insight however the majority of the insight in the by the nature of human beings right because if you're already fucking baked in that oven for nine months then how come you have to come out and like relearn some other shit you're going from a liquid environment to a now an air an oxygen environment you gotta re-fucking learn everything so it's the nature of us to experience things to learn you can Mm -hmm. gather things the same thing from different events so it's like I wouldn't go back in time and change it. I would go back in time and fucking get drunker. I would have more beers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd probably try to get laid. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah. I, like I, I think regret's kind of a silly word, anyways. Mm-hmm. I think we should just throw it away. Because even if you did regret something, there's no use in thinking about it. Yeah. You know. Uh, regret is silly. I heard I'm, I'm, unless you're saying like. Yeah, I don't know if regret is a good word. I think a good word is what parts of you, what parts of you th- did you learn that you didn't like that you wanted to change and then d- changed them. Like, yeah, because we're not perfect. So it's like, you know, I, I was mean back then or something, or I was too timid, and I I didn't like that, and so now I'm putting effort into being more confident or being less mean. Not, oh, I, I was too timid and I regret it. My life would all have been different if I just had the courage to ask Susie out. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You know, like, I don't, yeah, like, I don't, like, fucking, what's the point? Yeah, she had, what's the point? She had fucking herpes anyway. It's like, it doesn't right. matter. Which is rare for a seventh grader. <laughs> it's like, it's so crazy because people, like, life, maybe this is a modern Americanized version of life because, like, I bet if you go to different parts of the world, third world countries, India, Africa, oh, yeah? they're not going to yeah. think of life like we do. Like, no. we are, we are, we think of life linearly. Mm. Like, like, I still think of life linearly. That's been hardwired into my brain. Yeah. But, like, these cultures probably think of life more as play. Like, imagine, okay, let's, let's say we go out and we go play kickball, right? We play kickball for three hours, mm. and then we we do it, and then we're done. And then you go to me and you say, "Sean, did, do you regret any of your decisions while we were playing kickball?" And I go, "Yeah, if I just <laughs> kicked that ball harder, a little harder, wow, we would have won." Yeah. And because you know the whole point was for me to win, and now that I didn't win, life, I, I hate myself and yeah. I regret. <laughs> What I did, uh, because it wasn't about having fun, right? It was about winning, because mm-hmm. I only feel good when I can see myself as better than you. Yeah, you know, I think instead like, of seeing yourself, I'd be like, you know, we'd be like, you're fucking crazy. We it was just yeah. for fun, dude. We yeah. just kicked the ball and got dirty. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, the craziest thing is, like, in our Americanized society, you go, to a, you go to a Little League game, and the fucking adults, they, yeah. like, those kids are crying. <laughs> right? Those kids are... Those kids are <laughs> fucking struck out. <laughs> and then, like, all their teammates are like, you fucking suck. Yeah. No, I mean, no, little yeah. kids aren't like that, but when they... When they get programmed yeah, by I used their to parents. coach little league baseball. And you did? One, yeah, one of the coaches. Oh God! He was <laughs> one of the coaches. I needed more alcohol he for that. He told sentence. me. I remember he told his son. He's like, if you fucking don't start pitching, I'm gonna break your goddamn arm. Like the fuck. Like know, that's like, fucked it's, up. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. And then that's adults that. Why do I feel like the the adults are just getting drunk and making bets on their kids? <laughs> Hell yeah! And he's like I mean. about to lose like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll he break goes, my I'm gonna fucking snap your spine in half if you don't <laughs> if you don't fucking make me proud. <laughs> yep, his name was. Uh, God damn! Literally think- torturing to yeah. a children's mind. Well. The issue a child's mind here is see children are lucky that they're children. Adults, okay, that's a good way to understand it. So we all, I think we all people, I think generally people all say stuff like this or think this, think like this. They go, man, now that I'm an adult, fucking life kind of sucks. Like man, and I was like a kid, and I was so ready to be an adult already. Because hmm. the adult, the kids see this freedom that they that that they think the adults have. Right. But then when the adults get there, they're like thinking about the innocence and the creativity of the children that they. That, the freedom really was in the yeah, childhood. Was yeah, in I, that. See, I see what you're yeah, saying. Right. And then, but they don't carry enough of that from childhood on. And I think our society, especially in a, what is considered America, breeds that. You know, within capitalism and with, but like you, not actually that I think that's incorrect because I think within capitalism there's a, there's, there's many a, there's opportunity, some play. There's yeah, some, and there's creativity. Yeah. That's how you got people that are rising with new companies. But point being, I guess in our like very monetary kind of, because uh, we there's a hierarchy. Well, the, I, I guess the idea of capitalism yeah. is playful, but maybe in the modern capitalism yeah. with the way there's really big companies that are kind of putting a lockdown on the flow of money. Yeah. And you then, know, they're kind of making sure the money only flows to them. That's when yeah. it sort of, sort of fails. And capitalism like, is not a perfect system yeah, by any means. Yeah. And then you get your credit and your, your debt system and like all that. And it's like adults are like, fuck, I just wish I was a kid again. Right. And they don't wish they were a kid again. What they wish is they had that play and creativity again. And I do think that's why yeah. you have like city softball leagues. I think that's why you have mm. people doing this stuff. I told right. all the friends that's that I important. hang out with, uh, all of our friends that me and Haley hang out with, I was like, hey, we need to start doing other things. What we're doing here at the Kava Bar is a very positive thing, but I do not want it to become something stagnant and be in stasis. We need to do something. Right. So then a couple times, two or three times, we went, walked down to the court. Uh, it's burnt down now, though, uh, both places. And... But we go, we just play basketball. Oh, where were you at? It's mm. like, you know, and, uh, or let's go do this, you know? Yeah. And I was like, so we would play Settlers of Catan. So we were doing yeah. something different. Or, you yeah, know, you, you wouldn't talk to the same people. You got to talk to someone else. So you know, you know, just intrinsically, internally, yeah. that's important. Yeah. And so it's like, I was like, I agree. It's important for us to do other things and, and take chances too. Yeah. And and it can get easy, especially when you're comfortable. I'm a oh I fucking I'm not a fan of fucking 
stagnant fucking stasis fucking that's very true that fucking you're a good influence on me in that way because yeah. i can get a little bit um i think my biggest sin is being slothful and just like a laziness or of um but you, va- value valuing activities that are not active more than active activities Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, like, I'll value maybe meditation more than just going and working out. Right. Whereas there's some people that are the opposite. They'll be like, fuck that hippie shit. Let yeah. me go just go in a run. Well, let me be with I'll my clear, thoughts and minds. I'll clear my, yeah. <laughs> and, and in a way, that, you know, people like that, we balance each other out. Yeah. But um, that's really profound um, in that. You got to fucking gosh. We're, we're, there's a point. Well, just this idea that we they don't they, they people think that they want to be children, but they don't bring that creativity. Right, and right. But that's the cool thing about mm. our modern society is you see like once again mirroring. Right? right. So now the adults are kind of mirroring the kids. That's why they have. It's like the adults. What was it? Uh, I was hanging out the other day, and uh, this guy I met. He was like told his son, "Hey, hey son, why right, you know." Well, the adults would be taking our medicine. Well, you go over there whenever we're done with our medicine. And it was like the adults are doing their, like, fun thing. Yeah. You know? We're going to mirror play. that yeah. as adults. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, football games. And what is it? Fantasy football? Fantasy football. Fuck. I mean, come on. What a bunch of losers. Yeah. You know how many I'm, times I asked to be on my friend's fantasy? I was like, wow, let me get on it. And he was like, <laughs> no, because you're not going to set your fucking lineup. I was like, I will. He was like, you don't even fuck. You mentioned a baseball player the other day as a fucking quarterback. I was like, I'll fucking draft him anyway. I don't fuck. And, <laughs> He's probably and the, good but, at hitting the ball. Yeah, within <laughs> like, that play. Hit a ball in football. Yeah, within that play, they were taking it too serious. Like, we don't fucking, this is serious. I was like, no, it's not That's fucking right. serious. It's called fantasy. It's not fucking serious. Yeah, not exactly. Fucking, you know, what do you mean? Fucking too serious. Um. Yeah, it does seem like it's a, it's the norm that your kid life is like all magical and fun and explorative. And then as an adult, it kind of, there's a point where it goes away and it hits you. Maybe like you're like 18 to 22 or mm-hmm. 24 or sometimes 30. And you like yearn for that, you, that it's a, it's a nostalgia. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know how you feel. I think I'm different than most people in that. Cause I feel like for me, it's flipped. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me in this kind of, plays into having health issues as a kid, but I feel like I lost my innocence in a, a younger age, and I kind of um, f- f- uh, fell away from being playful, and I, I felt like I was a serious kid for the most part. I still was probably playful because I was a kid, but my memory of my childhood wasn't the most happy and playful, and it and it's not something I long for at all. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad, you know, that that's done with. And I became more playful as I got older, and it's just con- continued. Like, and I think maybe I'm expressing it in a way that wasn't expressed by me as a kid, and I don't think it's anybody's fault necessarily. Um, I think, I think it's just the way the pattern of my life has played out that I've come to this conclusion that play is extremely important, and I'm I'm always going to have it in my life mm-hmm. as an adult. I'm always going to be a goof, yeah. and sometimes I do get like. I do get serious. Like sometimes I'll go like six months and I'll be like, when the fuck was the last time I went and like played and like went for a swim in the ocean or like fucking went for a hike, but like, or went and like drank a little bit. Cause like, I won't drink, I won't do, I won't do shit like that. Right. And, um, 
I'll be like, God damn, I need to loosen my butthole. So then I'll take a big old dildo and lube it up and stick it up my butthole. I just go get the colonoscopy kit um, that I keep in the closet. But I think, I think that's something I'm 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 happy about now. Um, and I definitely played as a kid. You know, my there was an environment. I we had a yard. It was there was a lot of play that went on. I just feel like maybe, you know from the ages of like nine to 13 or 14, I saw, I had de- dealt with a lot of stress. Mm. And so I didn't have like those periods were not very playful in my memory bank. And I think, um, because of that, when I was like 14, 15, 16, I kind of just gave up on like the struggle of, cause I was dealing with a lot of pain physically and I gave up and I just became like really goofy. Cause I was just like, well, if I'm going to fucking be pained all day, I might yeah. as well have fun yeah. because I might just die. So that's what my conclusion was. Damn. And then I got healthier and I didn't die over the course of a lifetime learning about health and shit. That's a motherfucker, dude. Um, and then I, it, it the, the, the massive perspective it gave me, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of in the thought line of like life will give you fucked up, scenarios to get you out of the systematic thinking you're in to shake you those your problem to solve it'll so well sort but i've had many many more problems uh as well to to solve in a way but i I don't think it's it's i don't think pain and suffering is placed in your life randomly i think it's placed there to crack your mind open Mm. because because there's a whole new way of living that we need to kind of open up to. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'm ready to admit that the fires are that, but I'm sure in like 30 years, there will be some sort of like, yeah, the fires were there. You know, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. It's just tough because people die and I don't know. Um, But for me personally, for my life, all of the bad things that happened, it seemed like a way the world was trying to be like, um, you're trying too hard, and we're gonna freaking um, make shit really hard for you. So you'll just stop doing trying mm. so hard for a while, right? And you'll just give up, and then maybe you'll realize it's time to play again mm. because you didn't come here to figure it out. You didn't come here to solve it. And there's something in my brain. Maybe this is in certain families down certain generations more so than others but something my brain always was like i gotta figure this shit out like i gotta solve everything i'm just gonna do life the perfect way like something and i think it probably had to do with you know relatives and family members because i have siblings that think similarly um but yeah dude and then it's, it's 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 just not that it's play fuck shit up uh, people like yeah people like i think some people appreciate the the kind of nonsensical whimsical because god life is life is tough as it is right to in a degree to a certain degree so like why could be a coping mechanism yeah so why not laughter is the best medicine uh, can stand up comedians people fucking worship stand up comedians more than they worship preachers and you know things right. like it's like these guys are using the it's best, just the best preachers are the funny ones yeah, too yeah absolutely 
You know, one of the jokes, uh, you ever heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? No. You never heard that story? No. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all right, we were at church one time, and he was talking about the story, old CF, brother CF, he was like, you guys know that old story about Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro? <laughs> Dude, everybody, look at the church, goes, you can fear them. Yeah, I just felt my, my, my anal sphincter tighten. Dude. And it was funny because he's a white marine, bald-headed fucking Murph, oh, dude. Oh, God. And there we're black people that went to our church. And you felt the air just leave for a second. And that then, was the air leaving the, <laughs> the colon through the <laughs> anal sphincter. The best part the was... the anal sphincter was tightening. You could, after the one Mississippi, two Mississippi, everybody started laughing. And I was like, oh, thank God. I was laughing the whole time like this. This guy's gonna get shot tonight. (laughs) Which is, but that was dark. (laughs) dark. (laughs) But he was also the same preacher that uh, told me in Home Depot. He was like, "You know what? COVID's done everybody. It's turned every man I've ever known into a pussy and a coward." (laughs) You see that guy? No, everybody was already a pussy and a coward. (laughs) It just illuminated that fact. He pointed to some guy wearing a face shield. In Home Depot, he was like right over there. He's, How old is this guy? Uh, he's probably like ten years younger than my dad. It was funny though, because he's like, "That's Chicken Little over there." <laughs> World's she, falling down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious because it was also Sunday, and he was like, "I was like, hey brother." He's but like, "Chicken Little was right though." Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no. Chicken. Chicken. Uh, chicken is delicious too. <laughs> but I do like chicken. You know. Another- no, I get what you're saying though. Actually, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, these kind of off color. What it, what is it? I've been hearing a lot of people say now, that's out of pocket. Have you heard out of pocket? Friend? That's a musical term. Is that really? It, I've that, been hearing that, that a lot from lately. A musical. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. People- so in um, in music, um, you have in the pocket and then out of the pocket. I mean, it could be something else too. But in music, um, in the pocket is like it fits in with the beat. You know, um, and out of the pocket is like, it's kind of like off the beat, you know, and it kind of like makes you go, oh, oh, it kind of like moves you a little bit. Okay. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of ways to use that. Like if you're a drummer in the pocket can refer to a lot of things that most people would find out of the pocket, but in essential, it's just like that fits in and that's kind of out there, but the out of the pocket things still fit in some way. Um, so maybe in comedy, it's kind of like, oh, that, that didn't fit in. And it's really funny because it didn't fit in. Yeah. You know, the funniest things don't fit in. That's why I like Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld's great because the man or the show, the show. Yeah. I like Seinfeld a lot because it's, I'm more a fan of the man, man. Oh, yeah. He's a great kisser. (laughs) (laughs) He's got big Jew lips. (laughs) And a big I think you misspoke. Let me correct that. Big juicy lips. I'm sorry, yes. my colleague. He, he doesn't. Sometimes he slurs his words. He's got that Texan slur. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did misspeak. I did. No, there's also another show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I actually like Jerry Seinfeld because he he, he does the same meditation as I do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's transcendental Wait, Jerry, meditation. Hey, that dude's fucking a G. He's a gangster. I, I, he's kind of like one of my heroes in a way. He just he just meditates. He's like 70 right now, and he looks yeah. really good. 
got a smoking hot wife, mm-hmm. and he laughs a lot. He does. What's he not laughs. to love about that kind of a life? There's something intoxicating. I've watched a couple documentaries. About those juicy lips. Yeah. <laughs> about, That's right. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I watched the, I think it was like Comedian in Cars or something like that. Getting Coffee? Yeah. Yeah. And That's then a good show. There was, um, watched a documentary on Mel Brooks. And there was another one, but these old comedians, actors, business people, it's funny. Is the Illuminati. They laugh a lot. Yeah. And to just listen, it's so intoxicating when just somebody said something and this Mel Brooks just. Just la- just genuine laughter. I was like, holy shit, dude. This guy's like lived this crazy fucking life. Yeah. Or he's lived a full life for all intents and purposes and done many things that he wanted to do. Right. right? But he was always like pushing the limit. That's why that movie Blazing Saddles. You mm. can't make Blazing Saddles today in today's society, at least in America. But he made it and and the things just he, he was still laughing. To see someone that we would say is at the end of their rope and he's just <laughs> you know, and you just like it's like, oh man, dude, that's that's kind of it's revitalizing. It's really revitalizing too. See old people laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, you know what? My, or see them fall. My like my grandma. Him. Yeah, I'm gonna ignore, ignore that. My grandma is um, 92 or 93 right now. Damn. And and I would say the one thing that I think she has that other people who maybe don't live that long don't keep is that she's she laughs she loves she loves laughter and joking and fart jokes especially really she likes card games i think playing like that is just the the secret to that's the fountain of youth Hell yeah. um, and then but hey, that, she goes yeah. to church like every day but she goes to church and it's like the way she frames it in her mind when she has a problem she just gives it to the lord and she goes about playing her life like she goes about doing the things that she knows she wants to do and could do and can do and still have the ability to do and she's like, you know, I have this problem. I'm just going to leave it to God. And it's like this playful way of, you know. Yeah. She realizes what she has agency over and what she doesn't. Right. And then that what she doesn't, she just gives it up. But in giving up, she's also using her own agency. Right. And, and then she laughs all the time and plays card games. She's a fucking gangster. Right, yeah. And she needs to be interviewed. Oh, dude, and she, if you walk in front of her, she'll pinch your ass, dude. Yeah, really? Yeah. She, oh, I'm in love. Yeah. Dude, she'll that's do it badass. Not, without even asking. What's her name? Um, Grandma. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> yeah. I should use her real name. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah, we probably shouldn't. I should also watch. Well, okay, if she no. listens to this, because, like, this is what she's I, very, I don't, I don't she's understand. very pro. I'm gonna stop there. Yeah. Oh, so what I I didn't I don't actually care about her name. What is uh, the ethnicity? It's uh, it's it's Sue. Sue. Oh, she's Native American. I thought you guys were Ukrainian. What is it? No, that's what I really actually don't you know, want to know. I'm Caucasian. What are you talking about? No, what I aren't you? Didn't I thought you guys remember when we were in the fucking store the other Hungarian. day? Hungarian. Hungarian. That's that's she's, the other side of the family. So I'm Hungarian. And the one I'm talking about, she's French Canadian, and um, okay, that's what I wanted to know. Something else. That's why I asked the name because I was oh, she's to get... full French Canadian. She's full French Canadian. Yeah. And she laughs a lot. She likes to ass pinch, and she loves the Lord. All right. Fun. Well, there's more to her than that, but yeah. Damn, that's badass, dude. I, I think those are the those were what I would relate to the playful topic of today. Playful topic, yeah. And no, she's 92. 
92-93, yeah, and she's still kicking. Um, I think she just stopped driving. Um, yeah, that's, but she, she she gets around, you know. That's badass. My grandparents, I don't think, made it past seventy some. Seventy. Yeah, they probably had fun lives too. I don't know. My grandma was kind of Maybe a not. bitch. Maybe that's why they died young then. Yeah, <laughs> they said they could die God, young. God, the bitches die young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So be nice and be loving and have fun. I plan on dying young. Uh, you better start being more of a bitch then, because <laughs> you're too nice, dude. I can be nice sometimes. I can also be a real unruly bitch. Cunt. Cunt. Oh, I didn't know we were allowed to say those words. Uh, I think we're allowed to say anything. Anything we want. That's another thing. You can say what. We don't have a sponsor right now. You can say whatever the fuck you want. I don't <laughs> like it when people are like, you can't say that. Well, I can say whatever the goddamn shit yeah. I please. Right. I, don't, I can shit whatever the fuck I want to poop out of my butt. Yeah, and, I can and fucking mask it all over the place yeah. and 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 cunt my bitch all over the fucking tits. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, I can fucking. Squirt jizz on whatever tits I fucking, well, fucking shit want. Yeah, and I'll shit on them, too. <laughs> I can, dude, if I want to say something about somebody's behind, I'll do whatever I fucking goddamn well please with whatever fucking booty humping I want to do. Yeah, I, agreed. But point being is laughter, the play aspect, longevity. Yep. Why is it? And you would think that that would be stuff that should be, um, mar not mar um, to be spread. That information should be put out there. In to the masses, dude. If there's a god, he's literally just sitting behind the scenes, fucking dying, laughing yeah. at everything. Yeah, I like to think that God is got a good sense of humor. Yeah, maybe maybe he's not like laughing at our literal sufferings in the moment, but afterwards he's like, "Fucking, he got you through that. Idea. He almost died, but he got it's through like, it." Like, but you're there still, you know. Or I also, or like, maybe not laughing all the time, but cheering us on and like fucking. I like to like think a game that God is. I don't know. He's just really tired, and <laughs> and he's like sleeping. He's got his face on his like. Arm and elbow, and it's all over. His the, elbow's on the like control. Yeah, it's on the control. <laughs> or he keeps typing like e e e e e e. -E, -E. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Why well, I've seen e's everywhere." <laughs> and he like actually like, like smushes the keys and like fire spells yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I think. I really think that's Fuck, what he's doing. Dude, that's dark. Yeah, no, I don't think it's dark. <laughs> I, I think he's just tired, you know. <laughs> he just needs a nap. <laughs> but if he actually does fall asleep, everything goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is what really? I think in Hinduism, or yeah, I think it's in Hinduism. All of existence is in the dream of like this chick that sleeps on a lotus or something. If she's that's that's totally not right. But like we're all in some dude's dream, yeah. and if you wake up that dude, we're we're gone. We're gone. <laughs> oh, dude, have you seen that movie Inception? Yeah, the dreams within the dreams within yeah. dreams. This like, is one of the movies I have seen. Yeah, that that you've mentioned. Well, I mean, I mentioned a lot of things, but yes, I feel like also what I like about you is that you know a lot about the shit that I want to talk about, but then you haven't seen, let's say, the material I might mention. Oh yeah, it's coming 
right? Straight so, from my booty hole. <laughs> so I, you were. We, I look in there a lot, dude. Talking about the creativity and invention and self righteous and virtues and self interest and growth right. and fucking mankind and fucking moving forward and yeah, like and titties. And titties. Love titties. All you got to do is read fucking Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand. All you got to do is read Atlas Shrugged. But you already understand. Like, we're on the same page about that. And that goes back to like what I was saying. Is like, you can kind of yeah. gain the insight sometimes without experiencing it personally. Um, or you could get a secondhand. I don't believe that. I think you I think you always have to learn personally. And then the secondhand knowledge just helps you learn it faster. It helps you. Okay. It helps you. Um, um, co- yes. What's the word? Coagulate your life experiences. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't think words teach. I think experience teaches. Absolutely. And the the words are just like, oh, fuck yeah, that's what I was, that's what I thought. And then you're like, oh, so I can believe that. It's not like because sometimes you have experiences that no one else has had. Mm. But then you hear the words from a really good book like Anne Rand. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm fucking like it resonates with the deep part of you. That's um, right. Actually, yeah. No, no, you're. You're 100 percent right, and it draws out the truth. Yeah, and that's kind of like the word for to teach in in Greek. It means to draw out. Oh, um, okay. I don't know what the right, the exact word is in Greek or Latin. But that, but, it makes sense. Um, to teach means to draw out. That makes sense. And then that's why, like, when you read a book about something that you might be interested in, you're like, oh, dude. Like when I read Into Thin Air by Krakauer, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I'm about to go do some rocket, rocket, rock climbing. Not rocket climbing. I'm not climbing on top of an Indian getting blasted into space. Uh, but I want to do But it sounds climbing. like fun. And I probably yeah. will do it one yeah. day. Well, you would be able to just hold on to them because Indians have like jet fuel in their feet. And then you just hold on to all their hairy bodies and just like, strong! <laughs> go up there. There's a lot of. <laughs> It's a lot of rope potential. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, well, for you, you can just grab onto your mustache. That's like the best handle right there. <laughs> they don't call it a handlebar mustache for no reason. I, I when you're going into space, you got to hold on to something. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, um, what ethnicity do you think is space? Oh. <laughs> well, if it was... If, Woman. <laughs> if it was Indian... Then Mars is definitely like a red curry planet. Mm. The sun is definitely. Um, Jupiter Jupiter is just like a huge water chestnut. And you're like, this isn't Chinese food. This is Indian <laughs> food. You're like, how does this fucking get in here? And like that restaurant you ordered it from secretly does like Chinese takeout. Oh, and they yeah. got like the two Asian cuisines coming Fuck. out of the same place. Dude, have you ever been to an Asian restaurant where they try to pass off Mexicans? Oh, I fucking. Where they try to what? So I've been to a lot of like Asian restaurants where where I, I look in the back and they're trying to pass off Mexicans as Asians. Oh, what do like, you mean? Like, oh, they have Mexicans cooking and stuff? Cooking and working and serving. It's like, oh, welcome to Asian. Oh, and they act Asian? Uh, Yeah, they just don't say much and just be brown and <laughs> light brown. And I was just like, well, I'm not going back. They're in here. the back and then the, like, the waitress is like, um, so that's Julia. That is uh, Juan, um, the that Asian is, Juan. And um, this over here is um, Rodriguez. I mean, um, um, I is I don't know an R Asian name. Oh, um, Riley. 
What? Really? Yeah, I've met a couple of Asian Rileys, but that's because all the R Asian names that I know are Asians that dropped their Asian name and then took an English name. So I've met a couple. Yeah, of I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, dude, we talked about a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Play. Maybe we should uh, end it. Yeah, we should end it. Got any final remarks? Yeah, I think my favorite thing to play is play with myself. <laughs> I mean, I knew you were going to say it, so I was going to say you're willy. Mm. Oh, I like I like playing musical things, drumming, ukulele, singing. Dude, I'm glad we did this, and I'm glad that uh, we talked about it. We were actually got a little more like talk about some fucking cool shit in this. And I think it's... And less, less bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, last episode was, like, just pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to have another one of those soon. But it's nice to mix it up. And this is, this is nighttime, so maybe when we wake up, our brains are fresh out of chaos. They, they came out of the dream state, so we're in chaos mode. And then when we, like, <laughs> after a day of normal living, we're like, yes, um... So... The scientific attributes of play. I say, my man. The re- renewing of the carbon fucking board fuculator. General Watson, <laughs> have you General played today? Pickett's shot. Well, I solved my Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> and as I took my shite, I thought of a funny joke. Let me tell you. Samuel L. Jackson. What would the woodchuck say if he could no longer chuck wood? <laughs> My I say, that's a funny joke. What would he say? I heard... He would say, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Someone... <laughs> My... They laugh in unison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, the uni... Good day, Watson. The uni laughers? Fuck them, dude. They're just as bad as terrorists. <laughs> I heard... Uh... <laughs> the uni laughers? They are. The uni... Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, a friend of mine told me that... I feel like that's what, like hell would be like it's not on fire it's just a group it's a crowd of people and there's there's one comedian on stage and he says terrible jokes and everyone laughs in unison oh my god does that <laughs> sound terrible? terrible he's like no creativity how about wood and how wood is made it built into houses and everyone's, and everyone's like hi 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 it's like just ai like hi 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 hi, 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 hi. oh god and then it's just like you're just like you're the one yeah. guy in there that just knows that he's not part of it <laughs> like I, just <laughs> the paperwork was wrong you just could put into the wrong place like, dude, I'm you know, not i think this is the wrong hell but then eventually you become yeah. one of them yeah dude that sounds and that's like the true hell is being uh-huh. someone you're not Oh, that's a good way to end it. <laughs> All right. Hell bye, yeah. guys. Have a good night. Oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs>